Happy Friday, everybody. What's happening? You're listening to The Entrepreneurial Web. I'm your host, Jeremiah Fox. Very special day today for a number of reasons. But first, the message of the week. This is something that my jiu-jitsu professor has said many times in class, very applicable these days, is that the definition of the martial arts, as he understands it, is making order out of chaos. Plenty of chaos <laughs> these days, right? So today's special because this is my first in-person interview since Friday, March 13th. That was a very serious, like just the most eerie Friday the 13th I've ever experienced in my life. That was the last time we did an interview in the studio. So this is great because I get to actually have the person next to me instead of being on Zoom, which is what we've done <laughs> for the past four months. So that feels great. Also, the guest today, I have two actually, we have a special guest coming on in a little bit. Uh, my first guest though is Professor Mateus Ludes. He is a five-time world champion in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, correct? Yes. Hello, five everybody. Times. Yeah, five I times. I didn't miss any. Um, and he has just opened his own uh, martial arts school in Mineola, New York, Royal Jiu-Jitsu, which we are sitting in right now. So it's great to be part of the groundbreaking process of a, of a martial arts academy. Uh, he received his black belt from Marcelo Garcia uh, last year, right? Yes, the end of last in year. November last year. November of 2019. And uh, that's a hard enough journey in itself, right? Uh, tell me about <laughs> it. It was like a 10 years journey to become a black belt. Yeah. Was, uh, I was 14 to 15 when it started. Now I'm 25. Yeah. It was 10 years of my life. And so you get your black belt and it's like, yes, we got my black belt. Is is a good feeling. It's like I like to say some people's got a degree, like over yeah. they go to school, they go to get a college degree and I got my degree in jujitsu, I got a black belt. Right. right. It's, it's ten years of dedication of it. It's like getting a PhD, right? Yeah. It's like a lot of work. There's a lot of hours into it. Yeah. So that's like very analogous, like you, you study medicine for like ten years yes. and you get that PhD and you haven't even started your real journey oh, yet. Wow. Is, yeah, that, that, is that, that kind of how it feels right now? It is. Yeah. It, it's how it feels. It's like now is the start of everything. It's a long road ahead of me. And I'm blessed because I got a black belt and a, and a gym. And I have both journeys at the same time. Yeah. Because some people, they have the opportunity to just compete and train jiu-jitsu as a black mm -hmm. belt for five years to ten years before they open their own academy. And I got the blessing to be doing both at yeah. the same time. So that is... It's two starts at the same time. It's two journeys crossing yes. paths together. And that's often how it is, right? Like most things kind of. Yes. There's uh, a lot of things in life happens at the same time. And you're also, uh, you also have a young family. You're a, yes, a pretty uh, new father as well. It is. Yeah. I have a daughter. She's going to turn three years old soon. Yeah. Yeah. I was a father very young. I was the age of 22. I, I become a father. So you got, you know, starting a family. Your, yes, your career is just as some people like to say living the American dream. <laughs> Moved to America five years ago, and I'm living the dream. Right, and you're you're a native of Brazil, correct? Yes, I am from Belo Horizonte. And I and I believe I read that you also lived in Portugal for a little while. Yes, I lived in Portugal for a year. Yeah. So I moved out of Brazil as 19, and when I turned 20, I moved to America. What uh, what brought you to Portugal? What was the so my sister? She's been living in Portugal for now for over fifteen years. Okay, so she's a Portuguese citizen. She mm -hmm. her whole life's in Portugal, and she invited me to come over and stay with her for a while. And I always like to get new opportunities in life, and that's what brings me to Europe. And uh, you were able to train over there. They have yes, I I, I train in a, like in a place called Sergio Vita Academy. He's mm -hmm. a very good person, a very good guy. He took care of me for a long time. And I can say my time in Portugal was amazing because I met one of my best friends. And he is a person who helped me to reach America. And uh, I'm really glad. It was a very good time of my life. And I'm actually expecting to go back. I want to retire in Portugal. Yeah. Some people want to go to Florida to retire. No. I think Florida is too humid for me. I yeah, got to yeah. go to Portugal. I, I'm, I'm partial to, uh, to coastal Italy, like Tuscany and, oh, yeah, and that, the Amalfi that, Coast. It's very beautiful. I'll come visit you though. <laughs> it's so close. It's like an hour, it's an hour on the plane. I'm taking a boat. Oh, that's yeah, even, yeah. That's even better. <laughs> and we'll have mats on the deck. That would be good. That's a good plan. Yeah, that's yeah. a good retirement that's plan. That's the retirement plan. Um, and then what brought you to New York? You were in Portugal for a year. You so said you it's a funny story because when I moved to New York City, uh, was February 2015. And you came straight from Portugal to New York yeah, City? Yeah, straight Portugal yeah. to New York City. So in 2015, in January, they open unity jiu-jitsu in New York City. Right. And I come for to America in February because 
But the Europeans of that year, the Paulo and João came to train uh, in Portugal, the place I was training, because they, they would like to train before the tournament. And we become friends, like we, we talk to each other, and they say, hey, one day show up in New York and I train. But it's like when they say, yeah, well, one day we'll get a meal, we'll get a coffee. Yeah. And I took that serious, and I moved to, to America. <laughs> and I was able to train with them with, like, Unity, so many good friends. I trained with Murillo for, like, two years before I moved to Marcella. Mm-hmm. It was like, it's a very good time there. I really yeah. make very good friends. I still talk to them. Some of them come to train with me a few times. Make me really happy. This guy's trained serious too. Yes, is <laughs> I can I can say that I have the, the opportunity to train with two of the best schools in the world. Yeah, Marcelo and Unity. So that makes a big difference for me. Did you have any kind of association with? Uh, it's uh, Marcelo is still part of Alliance. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So yeah. we are like Royal Jiu Jitsu is a Marcelo Jiu Jitsu Association. Mm-hmm. And it just makes me very happy and glad that Marcelo let me yeah. uh, be part of it. And because I was, as I was working and teaching and training and competing under Marcelo for the past three years. So, and being able to stay together is a very, very good thing that could happen to me. So can you walk people just really briefly through that, uh, that process for people that don't know? It's like, you know, if you want to open a restaurant, you, just, you can just yeah, open it's, a it's, restaurant. It's a, it's a franchise. It's yeah. a Marcelo Association. So you have a franchise. We're able to have our own name, our own business, and we're just part of his association team. Um, but Marcelo, he, as you see, don't have many associations around the world because he tried to make a, a rule that you have to be training under him for the past for at least three months. Okay. So you have to come to New York City, spend some time to him so he know you better. Right. Because it, I, I completely understand because when you open a, a mega corporation, they have a, the program and you just have to follow the program. If you fall... In quality, they will be able to just come and like talk to you about that. In jiu-jitsu, is a little different yeah. because there's a lot of factors that can be played over. It's really hard. So um, I just spent so much time with him. I was working for him for a long time. So he was more than comfortable to let me do this. And his his public persona is that is like he wants he, to take care he of people. Really wants that. Yeah, he, he's like a very uh, as a genuine person, person. He really wants to like make sure that he knows well. Mm-hmm. Like he, he he wants to like you. He wants to be around you. Like spend some time. So he can really give you like a, he can take care of it. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. Um, No, he seems to be like very, very concerned about the well-being of the jiu-jitsu community. And I I don't know of any offhand, but I've heard of places where you could just kind of like buy your your school and you go open it it up somewhere. Like if you have a good like vision, if you have a good product, I don't see why not. Right. You understand? But if you wanted to control quality, mm-hmm. you have to really be strict about it. And that's what Marcel wants. He wants to like be strict about the, the who opens his academy so he can control the quality of it. Um, I can think of somebody in the food industry that's similar. Are you familiar with Mama Fuku and David Chang? They're no. like all over New York. No. It's like uh, it, it's ramen in general, but not just. He, he experiments in a bunch of different ways, but he's... He's gotten up there to the level of like Danny Meyer and Mario Vitale. And he's so, got he has, place. so he has to really control quality of it. And, and that's his big thing. Like how do you scale the intimacy and the quality as you grow? And that's been a big point of fascination for him. And I'm happy to hear that people are doing that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like if you're going to look at it like when you enter for it, it's really hard to control quality in a franchise. Yeah. So you have to, to put a plan and you have to create a system that the system is going to work for itself. But how the system is going to work and the people is going to follow. They're not going to be just mm-hmm. like breaking and trying to make easier, maybe to hire less people, maybe to like raise profits. You never know. So it's really hard. And when you can find like when a person who can own a restaurant and they can open a bunch of different franchises but control the quality, he found a very good system that works yeah. for him. And that's amazing. Um, did you, did you study business at all? I mean, you talk very no. eloquently about it. It's just <laughs> like, I have a friend that he consistently send me links and like yeah. readings and like books. And I try to keep updated, but he's, he's a monster. Business is a monster. Yeah. When you look from the outside, as soon as you start fighting it, you start seeing like, all right, I can deal with. And is nobody like, I feel that any person who is very successful in business did it out of the blue. He really has to like take time. He has to try, sometimes fail, mm-hmm. sometimes they, he get it, and maybe they fail again, and that's how it grow, and that's how it get better on it. And when those people's experience, like they share the experience with us, it makes it easier for me as a small business owner to try create something and learn from their faith. Yeah. You understand? That's how I think 
that's how like I feel every person should be trying to do something, listening to experience because that it happens to them before. And that's when a person is teaching a jiu-jitsu class. When you show a move, it's a reason that why you're doing that because it fails if you do the other way. Mm-hmm. You understand? And it's exactly the same in the business. You have to really make sure that you're looking for every single option and trying to like be consistent and don't fail. I'm really glad you made that connection. I was going to do it at some point, but you just you were like, I got it, this. It, I because know. <laughs> like when you become a black belt, you really start seeing jiu-jitsu everywhere. And that's like yeah. the true meaning of a black belt. It's not being good at jiu-jitsu. You right. can submit a person 10 times. No. Being, good, being a black belt, you can see jiu-jitsu everywhere in every single aspect of your life. And that's how I like to see it, like running a business, running a jiu-jitsu academy. Okay, you just have to be good in jiu-jitsu. No. You have to see jiu-jitsu. Sure. You have to sure. be able to follow like a few rules that is exactly the thing you do in jiu-jitsu class it is and when you start like using that analogy it makes it so much easier to yeah. like run something and teaching too you throw it teaching is. into the mix it's a whole different component right for sure for sure it is um when i i started training right when i really started to get involved in a number of businesses okay. i had already been in you know yeah. operating businesses and opened a couple of my own that that didn't that didn't last you know like okay. experience some of those failures and i started training and it's funny because, you know, I was always athletic. I felt good. I, I was like, oh, this is a great workout. I love to spar. Like, that felt great. Yeah. You know, just it's it feels good. But, but what really pulled me in was that the messages that those, those uh, metaphors for life were yeah. so easily applied to my, my professional life. And then I just started to see things get better and better and better. And even with the, you know, it's like when you're training with a bunch of big little guy, you know, there's always like big guys in the room. And you're like, you were saying, you always got to look for opportunities. You can't just flatten out and be like, nope, he's got me. And I started to hear those messages, but in that way, not, I mean, I applied it to jujitsu as well, but it helped me in business so much. It was remarkable. Yes. It's fun. Like um, a lot of people walk into a jujitsu gym. Not, not now, and for sure, after the lockdown, taking long. But a lot of people listen to Joe Rogan. Yeah, and Joe Rogan sure. he consistently says that. And you also mm-hmm. have the the Marine, uh, Jake, oh, uh, Jocko, Jocko. Yeah, yeah. So those people they just say it. What every person who trains your jiu-jitsu experience that is is a lesson is a lesson for life. Yeah. So and uh, one thing that is funny is jiu-jitsu just attracts so much very wealth people, very smart people, like a lot of intelligent people come to jiu-jitsu. And some people are in a very good position in life that they can be like their own boss or they really they really have a lot of like uh, control. Mm-hmm. They come to jiu-jitsu and they feel that they have to go back to the beginning. Yeah. And that feeling is probably missing in their life. And some people like that to make decisions in business. Or some people just like that to feel like into something again. They're like, they, they like the feeling of like following procedures and rules. And it, it's funny because it can be jujitsu can be playing so many different angles of it. You understand? And like when you look into kids, can be a lot of discipline or self confidence. You understand? When you look for women, can be a lot of like woman empowerment yeah. or even woman self defense. Mm-hmm. And you have so many angles and so many different ideas that you can play with jujitsu. And that's what I feel is being so successful in America because America is a very successful country. And people in America see jiu-jitsu as successful. It, it is such so, a spring. And it's attracting a lot of attention mm-hmm. to it. So that's why people like it most. Great. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, let's talk about what it's like to open a school in oh, the middle yeah. of a pandemic and oh make a little, make a little a horror out of road. chaos. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll be back in just a minute. You're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? 
Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. everybody once again welcome back it's the entrepreneurial web we are in Minneola, new york at royal jiu-jitsu here with professor matthias lutes he is a black belt under marcelo garcia he is a five-time world champion in brazilian jiu-jitsu and just recently he opened his own school in Minneola, new york uh which has been a difficult process it's usually not easy <laughs> Wow. Throw a pandemic in there where you're not supposed to have contact with people. <laughs> yes, it was really scary. <laughs> Jiu-jitsu is the opposite of social distancing. We're like, no, let's get close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's funny because we we signed the lease was January 6th. Right. The pandemic started growing in the worldwide in January. So February, last week of February, we start construction. <laughs> Two weeks after the New York State shuts down. Yeah. So it was like. Okay, everybody's saying just for a couple of weeks. Yeah, we're gonna right. be ready right. by the end of March to open it. So first week of April, we were added to open, and it's just like no light in the end of the tunnel. And yeah. it's like, what are we gonna do? So we keep like trying to advertise. Get we got a very good number of pre-registrations, and people start reaching out about like the place being open. And and it's just like it's so hard because. Uh, as I say, I work for Marcelo Garcia in New York City, and Long Island is being phase four for over 25 days. Mm-hmm. New York State entered phase four for over a month, and there's still no talk, no guidelines about when a, any uh, fitness facility is going to be able to open. Yeah. And I feel that is really unfair because it's over 30 days of n- any answers. Mm-hmm. And what happened is, New York State, I feel that they, they, the shutdown was the last week of March. So we already yep. shut down for four months. Yep. Guys, that's a third of the year. That is a lot of, like, it's a lot of time. And that hurts, especially because I was reading some, some news, like the fitness uh, industry in America is $34 billion. New York is 7% of that. Yep. So you're talking about a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And most of it in New York State is not big gyms. It's small academies. Right. It goes from yoga facility to uh, personal training to jiu-jitsu to striking. And these like, small gyms, including me, it's really hard to keep yourself alive if you can't run, if you cannot have people walking. Yeah. So it's really, really challenging time to open a jiu-jitsu school uh, into the pandemic and with no light in the end of the yeah. tunnel. It's challenging. We were just talking about uh, Silver Fox and what and what he's yes. been able to do. He's been established for a long time, so you have a little bit, you know, you have a little bit of leverage that way. But I can't. I know of a bunch of a restaurants. Same thing. They, you know, a build out for a restaurant can take two years. Yes. I know guys that signed their lease over a year ago, and they were slated to open April first. And and you you put. 18 months and all of your money and they're saying you have no name and they're like, Oh, you can serve takeout. Like how are you supposed to build a brand? Is <laughs> almost impossible. And, and for, I feel like fitness people like in the first two months, everybody's really into like zoom classes yeah. and training right. online, which is just challenging because you need contact. And after that time it, it's just become that. You can only do that for so long. You can only do yeah. that for so long. It, and it's what is happening. So people really have to realize that gyms are like hurting yeah and people like in there they start supporting the first month the second one but a lot of people lost the jobs a lot of people after that they already have start thinking they're gonna they people start getting afraid that they're gonna lose a job ahead of them right. 
you understand? And some people just will never go back to training. And and some schools will close for no, sure. No, I know a bunch of schools that already closed. Do you? Yeah. And some schools, like if nothing happened the next month, they will close. Right. Because it's going to be like five months. I'm wondering if the, the uh, statistics are similar to the restaurant industry. Something I heard early on, they said um, if, if the shutdown was for 30 days, we lose 30% of restaurants just in that first month. Wow. If it went on for 60 days, you would lose you know, 40 to 50%. If it went past two months, you would be at 50%. And if it went to six months, which we're almost at, only 30% of restaurants that were open before would wow. remain. And I'm wondering if, you know, it's different. I, I'm, I'm kind of fascinated by the business model in a, in a martial arts school, in a gym, because it's, it's almost like subscription-based where you're yes, collecting like... Exactly. You, you encourage monthly subscription yes. and usually like in six to 12-month blocks. Yeah. Where for, for a restaurant, it's like money in, money out. Money <laughs> like, in, money out. I'm literally buying food with what I made the day before sometimes. Um, so I'm wondering at that statistic, how similar they are a- across the industries. But it seems like if this goes on for six months, it's going gonna, it's gonna to tax so many schools. And- yes. And especially because when you mentioned restaurants, they, a lot of restaurants close, shut down. Like one of my favorite restaurants nearby shuts down too. But what happened is they had the the option to do takeout yeah right and that was like at least let's say to keep a, like a breathing it's paying the electrical exactly <laughs> paying the electrical bill but then phase three they were allowed to do outside dining mm-hmm. and now phase four inside dining and they were already being open for inside dining for in, in long island three weeks some areas in new york state in, indoors indoors yeah yes for four weeks unfortunately new york city they no, didn't allow in- nothing it's hard. Yeah. So it's like when you look at your New York City, it's a place that is, is always crowded. So people are like creating their space on the outside. But it's not the same. You can only have a certain amount of people. You can only con- you have to control like the, the amount of clients that you're serving at night. But the rent is still the same price. Expenses have not gone down. You understand? Yeah. So I feel that the, the restaurant business is hurting a lot. But now the attention should be coming to the fitness facilities right. because it's really, really bad and there's no, no light in the end of the tunnel for us. So do you have, like if you were talking to Governor Cuomo right now, do you have like a set of suggestions you would make for, for like martial arts schools and gyms to open? Is there something in particular you think would work? So it's hard because when you go and talk about the, the safe uh, over like the coronavirus things, a lot of people say was in the beginning, no use mask, no use mask. I, I agree that if the mask will make a difference, people should be wearing a mask. But what I would like to talk to Cuomo is you shouldn't just turn your back in a whole industry. Yeah. It is is not fair. I completely understand that he's trying to control uh, like cases and death, but mm-hmm. he should really look into like uh, a way to make this happen, to really help people out. Because he's just turning the back. Don't say that you can't open and don't give any update. So it was for the last past two weeks, was no mention of opening Nothing. gyms. Like you're talking about 14 days. The New York State Commission goes in the front of the public and it doesn't say anything about opening gyms. So that was something that should be giving updates daily, like looking for like guidelines. And the CDC right. guidelines is, is, uh, is working in some states because they're already open. Right. Most of them are. Yeah. You understand it's for like social distancing and like usually it's hard to do it, but at least people coming in, they feel that they have something. Right. Only for the online classes, people just canceling memberships sure. months after months. Yeah, yeah. So it's not it's it's and not we, gonna happen. And if you're new and you're trying to attract new members, you understand? It's I mean, it's really hard. You have a little bit of a, a you have a reputation and you so have that helps history. Because yeah. in I'm trying to bring good part of service to Nassau County in mm-hmm. Long Island. And as we, I told you, we got a pretty good, a pretty good number of pre-registrations. Mm-hmm. But those people, they're not going to come and pay membership to watch classes online. Yeah. They will only be able to come when I can open the place and have classes in place. So that's going to be really challenging because if the New York State say they're not going to be able to open 2021, I have this whole place that I've been planning to open for five years, and I'm not going to be even like able to nine open. Nine months without bringing any income in? It's, it's really challenging. It is. 
And you guys didn't have the history to even apply for the PPP. No, you? no PPP, yeah. no, uh, no SBA yeah. loans is like. Well, don't feel bad. I had five years history and they gave me nothing either. Wow. So we did it at the restaurant without anything. I, I won't say it's easy, but it's not impossible. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. Yeah. It's really hard. It's challenging. Well, I feel like if anybody has the tenacity to do it, it's you because um, you you've been in some tough some tough matches and I'm I'm just I'm not afraid of challenges. Yeah, it's just yeah. what frustrates me is when I cannot do it. Right. When people just not allow me to do it. Yeah. And that's what is happening now. We're not able to open. Yeah. It's really hard. Really hard, really challenging. But we we have hope and that everything's gonna get easy yeah. and things gonna start going slowly back to normal. Before we go to our next break, do you have some advice for anybody? You know, not necessarily somebody looking to open a Jodro. Obviously, you, you specialize in that, so it could be specific to that. But just advice for someone that's that's on the same part, you know, kind of the journey that you're on right now. That's because you seem pretty positive. You seem undeterred. You don't. I don't get the vibe from the, you that you're going to be like, oh, we're just done. Yeah, man. It's just like I'm taking a lot of advices now because I'm new in business. But one thing that I like to say is just got to keep your Keep your calm and like keep trying to find options. And the most important is don't expect for help. You gotta yeah. create it. You gotta go and do it. If you just keep sitting down and waiting that something's gonna yeah. happen, nobody's it, gonna. It's over. Nobody's coming yeah. to help you out. You gotta make your way out. Just like being under that big guy, right? It is. You gotta, you gotta make your way out of that. All That's right? great. That's great. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I, that was wonderful. Wise beyond your years for such a young Thank guy, you. man. You got, you got a really. Yeah. Long road ahead. You got a really, you got a good head. You got good shoulders too, but you got a, you got a good, you got a good head on them. Thank so you. I appreciate that. I appreciate awesome. it. it was awesome talking to you. You too. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we got a special guest. We'll continue right here in Mineola, New York. You're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. All right, everybody, welcome back again to the Entrepreneurial Web. I'm your host, Jeremiah Fox. A little switch of gears here. We are in Mineola, New York at Royal Jiu-Jitsu. First segment, we were speaking with the head instructor, Matthias Lutes. We are now joined by his wife, Alicia Lutes. She is also a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu practitioner. Not, you don't have five titles yet, right? But you're working no. on it. <laughs> I'm working on it. I definitely 
definitely want to get up there. <laughs> uh, she's she's a blue belt under Marcelo Garcia as well. She's a co-owner here at Royal Jiu-Jitsu. She has a background in uh, in elementary and preschool education. Yes. As well as uh, mental me- health. Mental health. Yeah. So yeah. give us a little a, the, the quick breakdown background. You grew up nearby here in Long Yeah, Island. I actually grew up um, the town over from Mineola. Um, all of my friends lived in Mineola, so we were always in Mineola hanging out on Jericho or on Hillside, which is the street next to us. And um, it was just, it was always fun here. The community is very close. It's very welcoming, very supportive. I, I've lived in other places in Long Island, um, in Suffolk and Nassau, um, and I just felt that Mineola has a different community vibe like they really care mm-hmm. about you like when we posted um coming soon we have a coming soon sign outside right. since we can't open yet <laughs> for like for like a year <laughs> we got a, i got a call from the mineola chamber of commerce actually nice. the, the president and um now i'm like talking to him all the time i became a member of the mineola chamber of commerce and he actually put me in contact with a lawyer that's helping businesses that can't open yeah. and that who didn't get the loans mm-hmm. um, and who's fighting for those businesses. So it's, it's nice. It's almost like I have an extra family yeah. in the community. That is, so. it, And it makes the biggest difference. I know where my places are at in Winter Terrace and Brooklyn, mm-hmm. same thing. The community is very intertwined. Almost all the business owners live in that neighborhood. There's yeah. not a lot of guys coming from like other places that yeah. like have delis and stuff there it's, mm-hmm. we all kind of live there and we definitely have banded together and even the other restaurants we're not like in competition with each other it's like how can we support each other yeah. through this because we want it, to it's a vibrant scene attracts like more people and, yeah. and it's just more visibility and that's what we all kind of need strength and numbers yeah too. so uh, what was your feeling when when the decision was made like we're gonna open a jiu-jitsu school in Mineola? how does so <laughs> i before i met mateos like we've known each other four years, four and a half, uh, five maybe. Um, I always wanted to open my own academy. And in then when jiu-jitsu. I'm in jujitsu, really? yeah, right. like when I started, I like instantly fell in love with it. And yeah. I was just like, my goal is to get a black belt, to open my own academy one nice. day. And when Mateos and I met, something that we had spoken about, obviously were, you know, dreams or aspirations that we have for the future. And we both shared that. Yeah. So when we got the opportunity to start building our own place, it was really special because we both share the same image of it. We both share the same values of what we want to bring into the academy. And it's a little hard having your husband or your wife as a business partner, but... Um, I'm familiar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have some friends giving us advice. Um, we call that counseling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Help. Free counseling. <laughs> I give them free food. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll take free food. Yeah, right. you, man. <laughs> um, but it, it's, it's cool. It's something that's very special to us. And um, to have it in the area that I grew up is yeah. something really special to me because... It's like I have my friends passing and they're like, oh, my God, it's so exciting. Like, we're just driving to our house and we see your academy yeah. and we can't, we can't wait till you open. And It makes a big deal. I mean, I, I say constantly because, you know, we live in the community where our businesses mm-hmm. are at. Our kids have all gone to the local schools. Like, yeah. especially recently, that is what has survived us because nobody else is coming around. It's not yeah. like people are frolicking around streets in Brooklyn like, oh, let's go get something yeah. to eat. Like, that, <laughs> that's dead. You know, that, yeah. that's gone. Hopefully it comes back, but um, it, it's really been uh, those relationships and the connections that we've had for a long time. We've been in the community for 15 years, wow. so you get the opportunity, you know, to really meet a lot of people and mm-hmm. and really like you bond. And it literally survived us. Without that, there it just it wouldn't be there. So all of you that are listening from Windsor Terrace, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, I, I I think you know that could be a, a you know a what do they call that? The shoe in your hat, whatever, yeah. something like that. What's the saying? I'm always bad with those. I mix them up too. <laughs> I mix like two, two like classic sayings up. Yeah. Create your that, own. But, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but that, it, that will, that will likely be a big deal. Hopefully we'll play yeah, out well and, for you guys. I mean, definitely. I mean, I love kids. I'm, we have one kid right, right. now, Luna. 
Um, Where is but I, she's in her cage behind the desk <laughs> that I made for We her. almost had a third special guest. We <laughs> yeah, might still. We it's, might. She might possible. come out. We yeah, don't know. Yeah. Um, but something that I really wanted to do was like go to the surrounding schools. There's a lot of elementary schools. Right. There's high schools. There's like so many schools surrounding where we are right. right now, where we're located. And I've been, my brother went to Shama. That's like the biggest high school Catholic high school that we're near. Mm-hmm. It's an all boys high school and they, they're really great with wrestling too. So they need jujitsu. They yeah. And um, <laughs> they're, they're always in contact with my family still. Like that was something that um, was part of their right. school is they're very, they're like a little yeah, community. Alum- alumni yeah. Relations and, um, yeah. and St. Aidan's was where my brothers and I went to middle school and elementary school. So I wanted to go there too. And I know obviously all the other schools, but just to offer, you know, our services to them, like, Hey, when we open, um, we would love to work something out with you. And, just to get bullying is like such a big thing now. Yeah. And there's a lot of cyber bullying, but the in-person bullying hasn't stopped either. And these kids, they would be, whether they, you know, whether you want to look at it as like learning how to defend yourself, obviously you always want to learn how to defend yourself, especially as a, as a child, you're smaller than everybody, but to have that confidence to get that mm-hmm. confidence when you're from jujitsu, from training to feel empowered. It, it helps to stand up for yourself. And, and both for, for children and women, that's oh, yeah. something like Especially, I saw that on your website. Yeah. Uh, that's some, that's something, a point of a uh, big interest for you. Do you want yes. to talk about that a little bit more um, in terms of like, you're in this community where you grew up, you talked about the yeah. schools, but as well, just like, what are some of the values that you really, you hope to uh, share from from royal with the community um just to show them that nobody is incapable of defending themselves and it's also not too late to start and being that you know sometimes Mateus is a little intimidating so i feel like what with women seeing that there's a woman here and and we're a family that we want to bring them in and and treat them like their family and like their whole family could come yes exactly like Like, they're not just dollar signs to us like we i i really want to impact their lives in a positive way and especially women like obviously it speaks to me more being a woman (laughs) but But you um, you have a daughter as well yeah exactly and it's scary having a daughter is very scary in this world i got three yeah (laughs) (laughs) and they all do they all do jujitsu it's like it's a requirement yeah you want to go to the park? You got to do a class. See, first. that's something that I said, Mateos and I, when we were talking about, you know, Luna doing jujitsu, and we don't want to force her to follow our footsteps and our dreams, right? But we're going to force her to learn how to defend herself. So whether she wants what she wants to do with it from there is right on her. But exactly, she's going to learn how to defend. She doesn't have to open a school, but yeah. you got to yeah. you got to know how to choke somebody out. Yeah, you got to you got to be able to hip toss somebody. You yep. know, do yeah. something. Um, but being a female and, and I'm a lot smaller, yeah. um, it's, it's definitely opened up a lot for me, confidence-wise, um, talking about feeling empowered. Like, there's just something so magnificent about feeling that you can toss somebody over you who's like 300 pounds and I'm like 125 pounds and it doesn't matter. I could still toss them over, armbar them, and get away. And and how does that apply to opening a martial arts school in the middle of the pandemic? It's like the three, the three, <laughs> it's more like an elephant. Right? Yeah. Oh my God. It's it's been really tough. Um, obviously, we have bills to pay and um, mouth three mouths to feed. So it's it's hard, but. Um, Luckily, we we have family who helps us if we need help, and we're just waiting. We're hoping. We've had some people contact us, and they were like, "We we don't care if you're closed. We'll we'll help you out yeah. with money." And we were like, "No, we don't want to do that. When we open, we just want to open, and everyone feel that we just want them, yeah. not not." Obviously, the you, money is a great aspect. We need yes, to stay open. You have to have that. But we want we want the people. We want the community. We want we want people to come in and feel like they're not judged. 
you know, that they're not going to get yelled at for bowing or not bowing or, you know, little crazy things that um, some academies make you do and make people feel a little uncomfortable. We just want them to come, train, have fun, hang out, and that's it. And in terms of your intention with the schools, how did that feel when you were like, we're going to open a martial arts school? Uh, I'm going to go to the schools and you're like, oh, yeah, there are no schools anymore. <laughs> that, that was a little um, discouraging, especially because when we do eventually open, we, we aren't going to start kids' classes right away. We right. want to give some, some time in between. Um, so that was, that was difficult for me, I think, especially because I was super amped up about the kids yeah. and, and running the kids classes and having Luna start with, um, other children, her age and, mm-hmm. and going to the schools that my family went to and that I went to and being like, Hey, I'm back. And look, I have a business. My husband and I opened a business and we want you guys to come. And, and this is why. And so it, it's it's discouraging, but you know there's a there's a reason for everything. I, I believe I really firmly yeah. believe that there's a reason for everything, and for some reason this is happening, and we'll get through it. And do, have they made announcements here about uh, like especially public schools? Uh, I know in in mm-hmm. the five boroughs, it's just anybody's guess. Nobody knows so, what's going on. I mean the last that I heard was they were going to do like alternating days. So students in group a will come on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever. And then group B will go on the days that group a isn't there. Um, and I know that they have them in some crazy conditions where they're all in like a cubicle of like, you know, that thick plastic that's not glass. So they have them like in a box with the thick plastic, you have to wear a mask. And then they also have to wear a shield, like a face shield. And then the, the teacher has to do the same as well. Yeah. So I, I feel really bad for this, for the kids. I really do. Um, it's like torture. Yeah. It's It's like, you would think that maybe the box is enough. Enough, Right. And the fact that they like, you can't interact with each other. It's, it makes me really sad. You can't get a kid to sit down or stop talking. How are you going to get them to keep a mask and a, yeah, and and a stay, face shield and on? And stay in a little cubicle. Yeah. It's <laughs> nuts. I haven't heard about recess, but I'm assuming there's no recess because you can't interact with each other. What What are you going to do? You know, or how are they going to do lunch? But did it? Does it seem like pretty set in stone? They plan on doing yeah, that, that here. The last The last that I heard was um, that was what yeah. was going to happen. At first, they were thinking of having everything um, digitally. Right. Um, but even they were saying that some schools are going to still have it digitally. Yeah. So you're going to be in class, but you're going to be on a computer, a computer or a, an, an iPad or something like that. Yeah. So it's still like no books, no like paper, pens, nothing. And it's, it makes me think a lot about what's going to happen to like penmanship what's gonna yeah. happen to their the, the, eyes the domino effect is, yeah the yeah, domino effect is, is scary all right we're gonna take a quick break we'll be back in just a minute for our last set You're listening to the entrepreneurial web hang tight everybody <laughs> talking alternative radio 24 hours a day Are you a curious person, always asking questions? Do you desire to be in the know? Then join me, Antonia, host of So Now You Know, Thursdays at 5 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. Listen in as I attempt to satisfy that curiosity. I will be talking with amazing everyday people. Join the fun. So Now You Know on Thursdays at 5 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. 
talkingalternative.com. Okay, everybody, we're back. Last portion of the show today. Again, we're here with Alicia Lute. She is a co-owner of Royal Jiu-Jitsu in Mineola, New York. We were talking previously about the situation here, you know, what's happening to the schools because the intention for the school was to be an asset to the community, you know, helping young people develop self-defense, uh, mm-hmm. confidence. Even I find it's even useful for cyberbullying because the, yeah. I feel like the, the response is the same. It just looks different, you know. Yeah, and it also there's a lot of self control that you learn from jujitsu. So maybe not if someone just calls calls you a bad name and is like, you know, jumping down your throat. Maybe learning to be like, and eh, they're yep. not worth it. I'm gonna walk that's, away. That's always what I tell my daughters. Like, yeah. if they're not touching you and you can walk it's, away. Yeah, you just walk away. Yeah, let them keep typing to themselves. Right. Um, <laughs> and also, you know, empowering women and, and, yes. and helping the community in that way. But you also have a, a background in mental health. Uh, mm-hmm. what, we'll tell us about that because I don't know. <laughs> I'm fishing. I was like mental. So um, it's mental health counseling, school counseling. Um, and uh, it's just basically what it is. So it, with school counseling, I could work in a school as like the counselor. So the yeah. counselor. Mm-hmm. You remember going to the counselor's office. Yep, and, I do many times. Yeah. So <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> but also um, mental health counseling in the sense of group counseling, one-to-one counseling. Um, I, I always wanted to do teaching and some sort of therapy or mm-hmm. counseling just because I feel like it goes hand in hand. And like you said, I'm like a big advocate for children. So um, I felt if I could give them more. I want to give them more. Um, but I feel like, you know, with this pandemic alone there, the suicide rates Mm -hmm. went up, um, domestic abuse, child abuse, all everything. went up. Yeah. Yeah. Crime. So, um, drug addictions. I had a a few, um, people, Friends of I, friends. I know die. people are drinking a lot. Yeah, I have a wine yeah. store. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, you guys are going to survive Corona, but yeah. the consumption, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know how your <laughs> liver's going to be yeah, at the exactly. end of this. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um. So I feel, uh, you know, mental health isn't just going to a therapist right. and sitting down. That definitely you know, does a big number. I, I have used counseling in my childhood and, you know, I, I recommend it for everybody. Like still, I still have, sometimes I call my therapist and I'm like, Oh, I need to talk to you. (laughs) Please. I need to talk to you today. Um, it, it, it's good to go and, and have somebody you can talk to somebody who's always there with unbiased open arms. Like, Hey, I'm going to tell you what it is. If you're being the D-I-C-K, you're being a D-I-C-K. You can, you can curse. Okay. Yeah. If you're being a you're dick, being you're a being dick. a dick. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's also that physical aspect. Like, it's it's just biological that when you are working out and your your blood is flowing, that serotonin is rushing to your brain. So for me, um, I'm more of a holistic person i like holistic approaches if you have a headache i'm not going to tell you go take tylenol or something like that i'm going to say well did you have enough water today or Or, you need need a class you You need jujitsu yeah so you know for me physical activity and is huge for mental health i feel like they go hand in hand whether you're you know lifting doing yoga just being physically active moving dancing like just Sometimes um, I wake up and I'm feeling like in a crappy mood and I'll put on music and Luna and I will just dance and just dance while we make breakfast and, and I'll feel so much better. And obviously it's fun to do things like that with her, but I feel like 
just in general, getting my body moving and getting that serotonin moving to your brain. If you just sit every day and you yeah. do nothing, which is something that's happening I mean, a lot during this pandemic, crazy. you're going to feel like shit. Like, you're going to feel depressed. And, and I just, I just want to tell everybody like, don't stop moving. Yeah. Don't stop moving. Whether you get up and you just like walk around, walk up and down the stairs a few times, like just, if you're still quarantining yourself inside your house, you can move inside your house, you know, you just can go outside. Yeah. You could go cat. outside. Just don't, you know, don't stop moving. I I'm really concerned. Like what are the implications for all these people, especially like what we were talking about, you know, um, earlier is like zoom can only go so far, especially mm-hmm. like for jujitsu. I mean, my yeah. wife is, we all, we all take Samba as well. That's oh, like, cool. yeah. So it was like the, the dojo Exciting. was always closed on Sunday, but Samba uh-huh. was on Sunday and I was like, <laughs> Well, it's Brazilian. Let's yeah. give it a try. No, my wife had been dancing with this lady for a long time, and, and cool. she's great. But it was that same thing. Like, just get up and get moving. It does. It doesn't release the same endorphins yes, as, as live training, but it always made me feel better. So that she's continued to do that, and that's been okay. But like, the lady's not making any money off of it. Yeah. She's just like doing it out of the goodness of her own heart, which is crazy. Like, we're, yeah. we invited her to the restaurant. It was like, let us buy dinner. Yeah. But like, if people don't get up and do this, like just get moving yes. and if they continue to keep places like martial arts academies which specifically help with that yeah like, it's like yeah you're going to be able to defend yourself but the likelihood that you're ever going to have to use that is going to be so slim mm-hmm. but your ability to but change your mood <laughs> yeah but i mean it's just like your ability to change your mood yeah. and like your outlook on the world that happens every day and yeah. that's what the training is really about so when you're not allowed to offer that like yeah. what what is that going to do to the world? It's like, it's almost exactly. like they're making jujitsu illegal. Yeah. Or even lifting, even going to yeah. a regular gym. Right. They don't have, they don't have anything. And it's, it's like, how are you going to tell people that as everyone's health is declining, you want them to keep declining their health and, and, and their mental health and drinking as much as and, they are. <laughs> and go out there and buy a beer and drink. It, no, it's more like a case of spirits. It's, it's, it's definitely it's it's pretty backwards right um like telling people to stay inside which if it if if you're remaining the six feet if you're following the guidelines and you're being safe and you're doing what you need to do to be safe why can't we go outside you need the sun the sun the the fresh air it's i mean i don't some people have definitely and i think it's more of like uh you know, social media uh, warriors, yeah. <laughs> you know, are like, don't go outside. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the CDC is, and, you know, the state has been like, yes, yes. go outside, get, yeah. some, get some fresh air. It's actually better for you and, yeah. and get out and move your body. But people, a lot of people have taken right. this on, like, I'm supposed to just, like, yeah. huddle up in well, my in home. Well, in the beginning, and... it was like, they were making everybody so scared. Yeah. And they were saying, do not go outside. Yeah. Don't go outside. Stay it's... inside. And then now it's like, okay, everyone go outside. It's better to be outside. Don't stay indoors and clustered. And yeah, and I agree. And, and part of that, which I wish they agreed with is also doing stuff like jujitsu and, and having gyms and academies open because it's, it, there's just something like, I'm sure everybody is so frustrated with what's going on. Everyone has a lot of built up tension and, and I don't know about you, but I definitely feel that when I'm having a pretty crappy day and I'm feeling frustrated and angry, like it feels good to let it out with rolling. Oh, yeah. It it just feels great. I mean, even just like a guard passing drill will yeah. change my entire day. Yeah. Like it just takes that little bit. The movement. Yeah. And and just that that sense of like you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. But like drilling is great, but it's yeah. just like, it, it's, it's the, but it's also keeping your mind focused exactly on this, because if you don't stay focused and let's say you're training, um, or even if you're drilling, if you don't stay focused and you mess up, you're like, you could hurt, ah. you could hurt your training partner. Yeah. Like some, but it's, it's that it's getting into your brain and your own head that, that mm-hmm. way where like you forget about everything else. And then when you're done, you look back at that stuff and you're and like, oh, you right. can look at it yeah, with like a more different. calmer, yeah. clearer mind. Yeah, no. So what, what would, what's your like, I'm sure you ponder this daily. What's your vision for like getting reopened? What do you, what do you think? Or do you have like recommendations? Like, like I asked your husband, if you were talking to Cuomo right now, what oh. would you say? <laughs> or would you just choke him? He's like, can you just look that way? <laughs> I'm not as nice. <laughs> um, I feel like I would tell him like what, the f are you doing yeah um 
He's forgetting about all the all the small businesses. He's forgetting. I hear it's horrible in the city. It's rough. It's a lot worse. Really rough. But how are you going to tell people to to continue? Like I don't know. I feel like we're all adults, and if we're following the guidelines and if we're keeping safe, then why can't these places be open? Why can't we be open? And you, he's bringing us in a shit ton of debt so and there's no there's no talk of like any help that way yeah and i'm i heard that there's a that there's a stimulus check that's gonna be coming again but still like you think you're getting your cut yeah like how can (laughs) how can people survive on just on just that and it's it's something has to be done like something has to be done because not saying anything in over 14 days about the openings of venues, of gyms, academies, et cetera, like everything that was supposed to be open in phase four that you were like, no, you They're can't. They're like, that's the last one, but, but like half the businesses aren't. But you have malls yet. open, you have bars open, you have outside seating, which if you can, you could fit 300 something people outside and it's okay right. because if you're, if you can accommodate yeah. it, you can accommodate right. it. It's, it's very frustrating and it's, I feel like he's not really thinking about everyone, you know, Home Depot, big corporations have been open the entire time. And that's who's getting that money. And that's who's getting the money. Well, we got to wrap it up. Uh, You want to tell people where they get, if they wanted to find out more about your school and get in touch um, with you. If you want to contact us, you can visit our website, royaljujitsuacademy.com. And on there, it has the buttons, the little icons for all our social media there's also a page where you can email us, contact at royaljujitsuacademy.com, and I'm always open to answer anyone. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank really you. Pleasure really to awesome. have an in-person <laughs> interview. Yeah, so good. cool, right? And uh, yeah, I, I wish you guys all the best of luck and, and yeah, yeah appreciate look forward it. to the future. Yes. All right, everybody. I wish you all the best of luck, too. Yeah. Stay safe. But move. Get Keep out moving. There. Keep moving. Do some stuff. Go move today. Sharpen your brain. Yeah. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you next week. You're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. Bye. Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the mind behind leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So that's seven o'clock every Thursday evening. The mind behind leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Hey, all you crazy listeners, looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Are you a curious person always asking questions? Do you desire to be in the know? Then join me, Antonia, host of So Now You Know, Thursdays at 5 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. Listen in as I attempt to satisfy that curiosity. I will be talking with amazing everyday people. Join the fun. So now you know on Thursdays at 5 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. 
Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 